Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Event Industry News Podcast. My name is James Dixon, wishing you all a very good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever or wherever you join today's podcast from. Um, and our first thanks on today's episode should go to Universal Live. Um, Universal Live, big um, AV uh, tech company, um, and we are recording today's episode from their HQ up in Bradford. So I should offer my thanks to Neil and Natasha and all the team here for accommodating us today. And we're going to be spending the day on site here recording a few episodes of the podcast including one with the guys from Universal Live um, and on with today's show and uh, a warm welcome to a first-time guest on the podcast Holly Moore. Holly is the founder and MD of Make Events um, and joins us from Cheshire I think today Holly how are you? I'm good how are you? Not too bad at all thank you and I should also point out to the podcast listeners and, and watchers that um, we've been trying for months to get Holly on the show. <laughs> And the dates keep going sort of backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And inevitably, as everybody listening to this who works in events knows, that um, sometimes the diaries are just difficult to coordinate with yeah. the full workload. So, Holly, thanks for finally getting, being Yay! able to, to put a bit of time aside and come on the show. Great to talk to you. Um, we're going to be talking on the show today about um, a really interesting project, I suppose you could call it, that uh, Holly and the team at Make Events undertook earlier on this year. Um, and that was a conference for your own staff. Holly, tell us a little bit about Make Events, first of all, and what it is you do. And then a little bit about this two-day event that you ran. Yes. So um, Make Events is a corporate events agency based in Cheshire, Manchester. Um, our vision is to be the go-to agency for the North household name. Um, our kind of um, personality, if you like, is creating the ultimate experience which is creating the ultimate experience for our customers, our employees, our suppliers, and anyone really that we do business or come into contact with. We don't always get it 100% right, but that is the aim. Um, and then we very much um, live and breathe our brand values externally, internally. Mm -hmm. um, pride ourselves, as every agency does, you know, um, as a creative events agency, a creative event is a given as far as I'm concerned. So it's what else we can do around that to make the experience for us special. Um, we've been going seven years, um, working with some fantastic brands. I mean, literally in the last six weeks, we've worked with Twitter, Garmin, uh, MyProtein, the Hook Group, um, PZ Cousins, you know, to name a few. So that's exciting, mm -hmm. exciting for the team. Um, and yeah, we've had quite a um, big growth spurt this year. So we're on, I can't remember now, I think 17 full-time staff um, looking to grow to 30 in the next two years. Um, I guess other things that are so special about us, I don't know, is um, completely grown from zero in the bank and grown yeah. without a credit card, loan, overdraft or anything um, in a really nice financial position, which is partly due to me being stubborn and wanting to prove you can do it. Um, well, can I say, so that's, that's make events. Um, and then this, this event that you ran, so have, have, there's a few key things that you said there yeah. about, it's great that you said quite early on that you want to get it 100% right, but you know that you don't always get it 100% yeah, right. That's, right. So that's, yeah. one of the, that's a really key thing, isn't it? To appreciate and understand where you can continually improve. If somebody's yeah. got this mindset that they think that they've got it 100% right all the time, yeah. not really leaving themselves any room for improvement. And I guess yeah. that those sort of brand values and wanting to do things as best as possible led you to running this this two-day event for your own staff. Yeah, no, just on that note, it's all about 100% right all the time, and I'm saying that because we've gone through such massive growth in the last 
eight months of this financial year. I've just been being honest because this is events industry after all. Like at the moment, I am juggling a couple of complaints from customers who yeah. don't feel they've had the ultimate experience. Right. Um, and I've, um, that absolutely crucifies me. Like I'm speaking to them, although I've not worked on their event, I'm speaking to them directly at the moment to try and get their honest, honest feedback. Um, yeah and hopefully rectify those relationships. And I guess I'm just saying that because I think we all go through it in agencies and growth. And, you know, obviously everything you've got on social media is fairly positive as it should be, but yeah. it doesn't mean that everything is always 100% as it should be in the background. I think it's what you do about it. And um, I saw, I always talk about him, but um, a guy called Blair Cunningham, I think was his surname, and he spoke at Event 360 about four years ago right. and he transformed the way I thought about brand and customers and he just said this one thing to me which is your customer's truth is your truth and I use that with the team all the time because obviously at the moment the feedback negative feedback to the team it's really hard especially when they massively care and so I kind of tend to not go too much in I do go into the detail but I try and get them to not take the detail because or, or pick it apart and say who's right or wrong I just say it doesn't really matter what we think at this moment this is what our customer is feeling right now what can we do to get this better so I guess I just wanted to say that because we do put a lot of positive out on social but we're still dealing with exactly the same things that all of the agencies be it events or marketing are dealing with so yeah yeah and, that, and that's the same but before we get on to, 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 to yeah, this, this, this event that you ran I think yeah. it, it's great that you've touched on this because any business that's that's you know customer facing if you yeah. know be it a restaurant or a hotel or yeah. an events agency yeah nothing's going to be perfect all the time yeah. but it's how you deal with those yeah. that with not negativity as such but it's yeah. how you deal with issues that really sets the good people apart from the people who are not so good yeah and i think the team sometimes worry and they won't mind me saying this because we've had quite honest conversations this week that when I get involved is it escalating I'm like it doesn't I think customers just want to know you care yeah like, and if you if you care and you talk to them and you listen to it and you acknowledge it sometimes that just that's all they need I, I'm like that as a customer I went for a meal on Saturday and the service wasn't great but the manager came down and said how was it it's not been brilliant has it and the fact that he'd noticed it I will obviously go back it was just an off day so yeah yeah absolutely that they're aware of it and if they're aware of yeah, it and yeah. they're not oblivious to the fact that it wasn't 100 yeah. percent, then it shows you that they are caring yeah. there's this element yeah. there so I'm, I'm i'm keen to get on to this um to this event you that you have because because I, th I think it's such a, a it's such a brilliant thing yeah. to be able to, to to do we hear of event companies running test events and things like that but this yeah. is something a little bit, bit different tell us tell, tell us what you did for your own staff back in february okay so um we've always done um you know bits of social stuff for the team um but i am a proper event junkie so i um go to like i've been to tony robbins i go to like Grant, um you know i went to cosmopolitan summit i went to the bizarre summits right I, and I, I've done a lot of work on personal development and I found that the way that I didn't go to university and I massively believe in learning, understanding your the best ways that you learn. And actually I discovered that the best way that I learn is through an event, ironically, mm. and like hearing people talk. Yeah. So um, we obviously, we do um, brand and customer activation events, but we also do employee engagement events and that's my background. And so I massively, massively believe to drive a message home to your team and the best ways to a live event. 
obviously that's what we sell so but we hadn't ever really done it properly for our team in the way that like i'm so passionate that a conference should be as exciting as a party yeah. it should leave you feeling like that and you should be excited to go and excited and energized um, that I wanted to do it for the team. And I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to re-engage them as delegates. So they became a delegate and experienced that whole com, pre-event comms process, post-event comms process. So I wanted to re-engage them in that. I wanted to, there was a big strategy set for 2019. So I wanted to communicate that through the event and then set the ROI and then measure it. And then we've got a live case study that we can share with clients because what better than your own company case today. Sure, yeah. And then I wanted, there was other things as well. So it was driving home the message, making the team feel like a delicate again, weaving our brand values through every, every single aspect of the event, putting into practice so many of the new trends that I've learned when I went to like IMAX last year, you know, about like um, sessions shouldn't be more than 22 minutes, natural light, long lunch breaks, all these kind of things that I'd learned industry-wide, put them into practice so the team understand them. Um, and then also we did quite a lot of um, stuff that was like repurposed. So I've come into more detail at the moment, but quite showing the team that you can have props and furniture and sets that can be reused. So then that's something we sell to customers. So it was like two pronged. It was like to drive the message of make events forward for the financial year and to give them the experience of going to an event that they love so they could sell it to clients. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And, and, and I suppose the first, the first thing that, the first question that came into my head listening to all of that is that yeah. that must surely have given all of your staff who were there as delegates. Yeah not just an insight but it gets their creative juices flowing oh, because they yeah. surely they must have come out of that and thought actually we could do this we could do this for that event there we could do that for that event exactly. that we didn't think of that yeah. you know, it must must be inspiring as well as an educational um, yeah. to it yeah what well, they actually said oh we knew you'd go to town but we didn't know you'd go like that much to town on us and um, it was kind of like all the things that I've ever suggested to a client that they didn't want. <laughs> um, I put on the other things I've been dying to do, um, I put into the conference. So it was literally like, I went, again, I went to an event, um, it's called Cater Source in Vegas. It's not like, it's not like you can get hosted by or anything. I went there about five years ago and heard David Stark speak and he, he used this exp two expressions I absolutely loved, which was, the invitation to an event is like a trailer to a movie, so it's like building that anticipation. And every event should have pockets full of wow. So, like one of the things I always say to the team is, it's got when you do your events, they should be like the event that keeps giving. So yeah. it's like boom, 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 boom. So that's what we did from the minute they got their save the day to um, we did a post event day, which I can talk about as well, um, which was the Monday after the conference, everything. And then we've we've um, the theme of the conference through the whole 12 months and then quarterly updates underneath that event idea as well right and what, what was some of the, are you able to share with us some yeah. of the, the sort of specific elements that you know you talked about some of these ideas that you'd wanted yeah. to to deploy at clients events yeah, yeah, that maybe yeah, yeah. they didn't like the idea or yeah. didn't like the sound of what, what sort of things were you able to actually do at your own event that that you know you weren't able to do elsewhere yeah, so um, some clients don't always understand the power of a really like clear event idea, especially when you know it's on a tighter budget. Mm. So we had the overall arching event name, which was Let's Grow. 
2019. So it was grow turnover, grow profit, grow number of clients, grow number of events per client and grow yourselves. That was the theme. Um, so we did, I mean, these are really simple things, but you know, like when clients budget tight, they don't do everything. So it was a save, we did a save the day. We did an app which um, dropped information every few days, like speaker information, etc. Yep. We did um, a conference playlist. We did a death swap of like branded hoodies and everything. We did, oh, but we did let them remember everything. Um, and then, so we kind of drip fed them up to the point, even the venue, um, the venue was chosen very specifically. Um, we branded, it was at the Lowry Hotel in Manchester, so we um, branded the entire outside of it. Um, oh God, there's so much, it'll sound boring. No, no, but, um, all, but I, I just one little thing there, I love the idea of the playlist. Oh yeah, 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 we did a playlist of all like, um, so all, like things like, Songs that involve like rising up and work, you know, and all that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that was it. Yeah, we got um, things like their favorite hot drink, their favorite cold drink, their favorite quote. So, in their bedrooms, they had their favorite quote up on the mirrors in the bathroom so they could take selfies. Um, we had a pop up Starbucks coffee shop, which is now in our office. And um, it had um, like, so when they got there, our Starbucks barista gave them their coffee without even thinking. Wow. Um, they had their favorite snacks were on their conference desk. Um, so it was really personal to them. Yeah, I mean, more than that. <laughs> no, 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 but the, the, again, that, that's interesting because, you know, we've all been to conferences as delegates where you are herded like sheep, you know, for one yeah, 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 yeah. It's a generic coffee station. It's yeah. a notepad. It's oh, no, a yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's death by PowerPoint, you know, and you're going there to engage with your peers and with people yeah. who work in a similar industry to yeah. you or, or who yeah. want to learn a similar thing, but they can just be really sterile environments sometimes. Oh, yeah. No, we did. Well, I'm up, so we, oh, I feel like I'll, I'll send a link to the video because I've got like a three minute video of it. But um, like, so when they, everything was branded, they would, they checked in at a branded reception desk. They had like a smoothie shop. You know, when you go to like a five star hotel to check in, you want, there's always like something on the reception, isn't there? Absolutely. Like free, yeah. A warm cookie, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. a glass of Prosecco, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we did that. Then they, they the, the first thing was um, we did this pop up Starbucks, fake Starbucks. Um, and um, we gave them all a book which is onward by Howard Schultz we did a book club had their favorite coffee and we've got loads of people with intolerances and uh, food intolerances so all the um the, the snacks covered all intolerances so that everyone was eating the same um we did and then they went into the main room and there's like you know the water stations like superhydrate your life and mm. you know it's like cute stuff like that and like their notebooks were yeah. i'm obsessed with oprah winfrey so they were like the oprah winfrey journal and um, so everything was like super personal you know and even like um i did my history of made events at the beginning which half the team appeared and were bored to death with it but it was just so everyone was on the same thing <laughs> it, was, it was called like holly's overshare because i overshare so everything was that personal like the screen content was instagram size um oh it was honestly it was i mean i'm not just saying that but it was you know you know yourself when you're creative all the idea it was like literally everything you'd ever want to put into a company and it, and it sounds very much like you're you're going sort of down the the devil is in the detail route, you oh, know. Oh yeah, massively, yeah. You know, uh, and and sometimes it is the little, it's the sum of all parts, isn't it? Yeah. Clients will often write things off and say, oh well, well, what difference will that make, or what yeah. difference will that make? But yeah. actually, if you take all of those little 
what difference yeah. will that make element yeah. and you put them all in suddenly yeah. it's well it does make a difference because yeah. you've got loads and loads of little things that are suddenly having a big impact it's like an explosion on the senses isn't it and i think um it is the little things that make the difference and you know um we're particularly when we're working in the fitness industry at the moment the wellness industry it's all about everything being instagrammable mm. so you've got to have these little details and you know even i've done an event before where um we had um have you, have you seen the band son of pitches i think they've been on um yeah they've been yeah they've been on one of the you know talent shows whatever um, but we did an event and it finished at two in the morning. It was a celebration and we booked them to finish at 2.30. So basically, when the delegates were leaving at 2 a.m., all a bit merry and blah, 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 they thought they're just walking out the main door to go to the taxi, but the band's still outside playing. We'd moved them outside. And <laughs> so it was like, um, you well, know, that, that last moment is, oh, we had another little dance on the way into the taxi kind of thing, you know. Well, well you, again... You, you, you're identifying an element that is probably overlooked a lot with an event. Yeah. And if you take um, an award ceremony, something yeah. like that, you know, yeah. it finishes, the lights come up and everybody goes out. But then all the guests are stood outside the venue, sometimes yeah. for another 45 minutes, an hour, waiting on taxis. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. on their phone trying to get an yeah. Uber, yeah. you know. And, and there's quite a bit of time there where they're still merry, they're still in party spirits, but they're all stood around waiting on a taxi. Yeah. And, and well, like, so that's almost like a forgotten part of the evening oh. where they could, they could still be having a good time. There's so much you can do because you could do like hot chocolate and Bailey stand at the end of the door. We've done before because um, obviously people all leave their goodie bags and um, there's a big thing at the moment as well with sustainability about um, give, um, give away, don't throw away. So really any yeah. giveaways you're going should be really good. So instead of um, giving, giving away my ideas here, but anyway, um, <laughs> instead of a goodie bag now, we suggest doing a branded goodie station that gets set up at like midnight. Yeah. So that last, so, in, so if you don't want a goodie bag, don't take one because it's waste. But if you do want one, grab a bag, put your goodies in and walk out with it. And right. then that's the final moment on the event, but it's also not wasteful as well. Sure. I mean, the, the, the event that you ran for your staff, that, yeah. that to me as well, not just the commitment of taking them out of day-to-day -day work for two days. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a significant financial commitment that you've had yeah. to make in order to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which a lot of companies would say, absolutely no way. You know, there's a lot of companies that, that scoff at the idea of doing a decent yeah. Christmas party for their yeah. staff. You know, so, yeah. to, so to actually make that commitment, not just of the time, but financially as well. Yeah. Is that something that when you've, has it become a useful tool for you to then be able to show to your own clients to say, look, yeah. this is our commitment to developing as yeah. a company. This yeah. is the sort of company that you can work with. Yeah, yeah, 100%, because I think, yes, it was a financial investment. Obviously, we get a few deals on things, but it's still, you know, significant investment. Mm. Um, what was great was the content from it. So we've got this short video and all the photos. There were no restrictions on what I could show, whereas with a client there are. So we actually directly got a booking um, off putting it on LinkedIn, brand new client event. It's happened, it's been paid for. So it's paid for itself with one, you wow. know. But that was one of our ROIs actually. It wasn't, um, it's obviously all the things I said about the growing the team, but it was also um, to get new business. And the team at first were like, oh, I don't get that. I said, well, yeah, because we can share all this content. This, is, this should be the, one of the best conferences we ever do. And we can share all that content outwardly. Um, the other good thing that we did, which I didn't sort of mention is, we selected one of the team to be the producer. So Emily, who's one of our team, she was the producer and we became her client. 
So we, so the management team became her client. So we used all our own internal processes and documents like we would as if we were an external client. Yeah. Produced the event. And what was brilliant is that gave us, we were then able to tweak our own internal processes because I was like, oh, now I get, this sounds silly, but not only we were allowing the team to be delegates, me and Alex were experienced being a client and yeah. I could feedback to Emily and say, oh, do you know what? what I want, I definitely want you after this meeting to email me within two hours to acknowledge the meeting. Don't wait till the next day. So it let us refine our customer process as well. That, that's fantastic. And that must be um, a lot of pressure on, was it Emily, did you say, who yeah. took on that role? I mean, uh, I mean, that's an unenviable task, isn't it? To take yeah. on the role of actually producing an event for your bosses and letting them ha- critique yeah. every process. Yeah. She smashed it. And what's funny is Alison has got it this year. It moves to the team. If, um, so we have a three-tier um, three level. So this is event coordinator level. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of giving them a job that they wouldn't probably do until they were two stages up um, to learn. But what's really good is you can almost see a little bit of competition already. Like Alison's like, oh my God, I've got to beat what Emily did last year. So yeah. it, it actually becomes an exciting baton to handover um yeah as a, um, as a as from a professional development point of view oh, you know, yeah, massively. And, I, and i guess that for new people you talked about expansion of your own business yeah. by having something this uh, like this become an annual event yes new people coming into your business it's almost an aspirational thing isn't yeah. it that in a couple of years time i hope to be the one selected to produce yeah, company, yeah, company yeah, conference. yeah yeah it's pretty, it was such a good experience i think you know, when you like analyze your own time of like what could you lose yourself in and what doesn't feel like work mm. it was just one of the i enjoyed it so so much doing it, it was brilliant are you going to utilize the same um venue oh. how sort of how differently are you going to shape things up for, for no we a different venue we chose the lowry hotel because it was the first event i ever went to for my first networking event as make events and it was the first venue that ever recommended a client to me and that right. client is still with me now seven years later Fantastic. Um, so it was like kind of the history so this year's a different theme um I've got an idea, but I can't reveal it, obviously, because it'll be a surprise. We'll have to catch up with that next year, yeah. after next year's event, to find yeah, out what the theme Yeah, It'd be good, actually, as well, because by the time we do the next one, we'll be able to measure all the ROI from last year. Yeah. It's, we're already ticking loads of boxes, but I'd like to see the full 12 months. How, how did um, how, how did you measure ROI? Because it's always a tricky tricky one to actually gauge. I mean, obviously, if you get business as a result, you mentioned LinkedIn. You put a video on yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. You you gained a new client as a direct result yeah. of that. So that's instant ROI. You know, yeah. you can trace that. Yeah. But but yeah. how were you sort of managing and monitoring the ROI side of things, and and how were you sourcing and analysing the feedback from your own staff? Who were the delegates? Yeah, so, um, well, the feedback was collated in, which is ready for when we start kickoff for next year. Uh, the other measures were, um, I asked the team, um, I did quite a, a lengthy kind of um, talk on taking control of your own career, and I said how I'd always got on was I created opportunities. Before I had make events, I'd create opportunities, I'd go to my boss and say, can I do this? So I encouraged them to do this, and one of the things I talked about was what talents have you got that we don't know about? So consequently, because of that, there have been three promotions. One is a brand new job. One of my team, Helena, came to me and said, I feel like there's this middle management gap. I think I could create this role for you. And we listened to her and she pitched it. She got the job, so she created her own job. Wow. Um, and then two other further promotions. So that was that's already ticked. 
growth we've already hit confirmed for this year more than next year so the target that we set i believe which was aggressive yeah. i believe will hit um Great. the external event obviously was um, measurable and what emily does the girl that produced it every month she tracks back into everyone to see if there's any more um in terms of content and ideas, have you already been able to deploy some of the ideas and content and themes that, that you incorporated in your own event into clients' events since you ran it in February? Not um, only in the sense of like some of the ways that we communicated where we had customer thoughts. So we got three customers in, interviewed them. We did... Um, the SMT panel. Um, so there's a lot of smaller, when I say smaller companies, so like companies that you work with, and I sometimes think the founder or the CEO doesn't understand the value of sharing their story with the team. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, um, my older team knew the history of Made Friends, but 50% were newish and didn't. Yeah. So I did my presentation on the history of Make Events, which I've done quite informally before, but this was properly now on the feedback which is quite hard i only got a good not an excellent but that was because 50 percent had heard it and 50 percent hadn't right. so i kind of had to like drop the ego and realize why it didn't get like an excellent but it meant everyone was on the same page from that point on yeah. Yeah. and then what we did was and we sell this to our clients we re we recorded the history of make events talk that i did and now that's forms part of everybody's induction mm. so the other thing that we did do is all the segments from the conference were recorded into little bite-sized pieces and they now form part of our induction into make events so again if somebody's joining part through the year they this let's grow message we've had from 2019 and um, they listen to it and they understand the path that we're on so we have sold that back into clients um in terms of like the founders the md is a great speaker to have and also that we can utilize all the content for the year ahead don't let it go to waste absolutely yeah and and there's one little thing that I, you mentioned that i wanted to, to touch on before before we wrap up today you mentioned something about session times yeah. and being 22 minutes and, and that's something that really caught my attention because um i'm I'm involved with the team, uh, the operations team for Event Tech yeah. Live. Um, yeah, yeah. This year at Event Tech Live, we reduced the vast majority of the sessions down to 25 minutes, yeah. where yeah. I think in the past they've been yeah. 35, 40, sometimes 45 minutes. Um, yeah. And the idea is, is that it encourages, our thinking was that it would encourage the speakers, the presenters of that session to really get straight into the heart of the, the content mm -hmm. and, and the subject that they were wanting yeah. to present and talk about. Um, and obviously time will tell if that if that works or not but i'm a, a big advocate of shorter sessions that people get straight into it because they can be a bit waffly people can sometimes think well i've got 10 minutes at the start then to talk about the company and all of this yeah, and all of that yeah. and, and uh, i'm curious that you've obviously got quite a similar train of thought on that short snappy sessions yeah well if you read i mean um if you read the book the ted talks book i can't remember what it's called they say that you know that a TED talk is 22 minutes because that is the global research is that's how long you've kind of got somebody's attention span for. Um, and then I think if you give more time to Q and A, it becomes more authentic and more yeah. you know. So yeah, I definitely believe that because everybody's attention span is so much 
Well, it's interesting. Before we wrap up, I I, I did a, a a business conference a few weeks ago, and it was an AV yeah. it was an AV job. So I was there, you know, with some equipment, microphones, yeah. all the usual yeah. stuff that you turn up with in a van to, to, to uh, at a conference. Yeah. And I looked at the the conference schedule, and, and they were like one hour, fifteen minute sessions. And I thought this oh. this, this could be, you know, a bit of a dull, damp squib. Yeah. However. The lady from the and it, and it wasn't a particularly exciting organisation yeah. on paper, yeah. Yeah. but she said no no no. I've asked them. They're one one hour fifteen minute sessions. She said because the feedback that we've had in previous years is that there hasn't been enough time for Q and A, and some of the sessions last year turned into full on debates on on the actual yeah. conference floor with yeah. the microphones between people. She said so. Even though it says an hour and fifteen minutes. 15 minutes is what the speaker has been told to talk for and they've been told yeah. to prepare a presentation yeah. no more than eight or nine slides and then yeah. there's an hour allocated for Q&A at each session and I, and I thought an hour seems then a lot for Q&A but yeah. they, they actually had to cut sessions off with loads of questions still to ask because they just yeah. they didn't have and I thought it was a brilliant way of doing things what looked on paper to be a long session actually by telling the speaker speak for 15 minutes and then give an hour for questions. It really, really worked. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely think so. And I think, um, yeah, and then longer breaks as well, because they say that, like, that's where a lot of the best ideas come from. And if you're shoehorning people into a break, yeah. um, you don't get to, like, network as much as well. Exactly, exactly. They're, they're checking emails instantly. They're walking out of the, the room straight on their phones and spending yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. We did an unplugged lunch at the conference, actually, where they had to leave their phone in the... Um, in the what, a great idea. Yeah. what a great idea maybe yeah. you could take it a step further and say that um you've all got to swap phones and let everybody else respond to your emails <laughs> and they're allowed to, they're allowed to put whatever they want um holly it's been great talking to you today thanks for for, for being able to, to put a bit of time aside and, and come on the show um, as yeah. i said at the start of the, the show we've been trying to get holly on as a guest for quite a few months now and um originally i think we were going to talk to you a month or so after you'd actually done this conference yeah, but actually in yeah. a way it's, it's good that we've got yeah. time that you can look back earlier on in the year and reflect on, on what you did yeah definitely and um, yeah no thank you so much for having me and um yeah, I'll, I'll, if you want me to send you the video to share, I can do as well. Yes, yeah, so, so send it, send it on to us, and we'll see if we can get a link on on, on one of the event industry news feeds um, yeah. with the um, with the, the link to this video that you did. Our guest today on the podcast has been Holly Moore. Holly is the founder and MD of Make Events, talking today um, about a really interesting um, concept, I suppose you could call it that. That they, they ran a conference for their own staff over two days earlier on this year to really practice what they preach as an agency and. Uh, educate their own staff which is ultimately what conferences are all about um our thanks to holly holly if anybody wants to get in touch with you directly at make events um how do they find out a little bit about what you guys are up to website social media so uh, website is makeeventscouk my email is holly with a y at makeeventscouk instagram and twitter is make events or i am holly moore events um and I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, as well. So. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure people out there will be able to track you down by searching for, 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 yeah. for make events. But yeah, yeah Can thanks. I say, so. and on, yeah. We, just, we just got verified on Twitter this week, so make events with a blue tick. Oh, very, very exciting news. Congratulations for the blue tip. <laughs> Congratulations. I hope that they send you a nice little trophy or something. Surely there must have a, surely there's a nice, <laughs> a blue tick, a, a blue yeah. tick 
you know, glass trophy that you can put up <laughs> in your office. That would be great. Um, yeah, our guest today, Holly, thank you very much for joining us. And once again, as I said at the top of today's episode, our thanks to Universal Live. We're set up at their HQ today in Bradford. They've been very kind and let me set up the podcast studio in their offices. We're going to be talking to them a little bit later on today, which will be an episode that goes out in a few weeks' time. Um, so thanks to them. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. If you're watching today's episode on eventindustrynews.com, don't forget that you can hop over to your favourite podcast podcast platform and download audio versions of the podcast to listen to on your commute to and from work or whenever you're relaxing in between events if you are listening to today's podcast via one of those platforms don't forget that you can also hop over to eventindustrynews.com watch all the videos of the podcast and whilst you're on there check out some of the special features the news and the content that's on event industry news that's all for today's episode thanks once again and we will see you on the next episode of the podcast bye-bye